Welcome to the week seven edition of the Panic Chamber, where we break down all the players that are kind of doubted out there in fantasy football worlds. Guys, you're kind of panicking about, maybe you shouldn't be panicking about them. Maybe you have every right to panic about said player. We're going to break down everybody on screen, drag them in or out of the panic chamber. If I'm worried, they're going to the panic chamber. If I'm not worried, they're going to be, you are safe. Also, you're going to compete against me in week 7 to week 12 in a micro fantasy football season for this autographed mini CD lamb helmet. Who wants it? I'm going to tell you how to get it in one second. Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Patrick Mahomes, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Herbert. Oh my. You're watching The Panic Chamber, the fantasy football show. Begins now. This is The Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. And real quickly, let me tell you how you can win this autographed CD Lamb mini helmet. That's right. You're going to compete against me in a micro fantasy football season. All through our pals over at Champions Round using smitty1.com slash lamb. The link's also down below or just go to smitty1.com slash lamb. And you're going to join my private event. How do you get into my private event using this little entry code right here? Let me break it down. This is the code you're going to enter, but it's very simple. So you go to the link, you're prompted to download Champions Round, and then when you get there, you're going to see this plus button at the bottom right corner. Click that, then you're just going to click join with code. You're going to join my private event. You will merely enter this code, my private code. These are all capitals, but the N, the N is lowercase. So E5LXQ, lowercase N, boom. You are competing against me week 7 through 12. Smitty1.com slash Enter the code. Let's go. Okay, let's start off with the biggest name in in football, Patrick Mahomes. Are we worried about Patrick Mahomes right now? I see some of the weirdest comments right now where people are like, Oh my God, the NFL's figured him out. Some of the dumbest commentary around Patrick Mahomes right now. The dude's special. No one's figured him out. Ridiculous notions that I'm not even entertaining. I'm looking at one of my leagues right here. He's number one out of all quarterbacks scoring. No, strike that. He's number one out of all quarterbacks, number one out of all players, period. Let me check another league because every league has different scoring. Oh, there he is, number one in this league as well. Overall and for quarterbacks. Look, anybody doubting Patrick Mahomes, you were out of your mind. He is probably the safest player on this entire list. Patrick Mahomes, you're safe, pal. You are safe. Patrick Mahomes is risky. But Schmitty, he's figured out, even though he's the top scorer in fantasy football. Out of your minds. This is like the reverse of, of the Mahomes thing. Are we worried about Antonio Gibson? Of course we're worried about Antonio Gibson. As I've said over the last couple weeks, it is time to take the advantage you have in him somehow finding a way to fall into the end zone and turning it into a, a sell-high opportunity. He's been on the sell-high list for multiple weeks in a row. If you haven't got rid of him already, you've missed out on a big opportunity to get rid of him for a safer option. Now, he's been on the buy low list as well. What I just said doesn't apply to people that are actually coming in and scooping him up at seller-dweller pricing. I'm okay with that too. He lives in the 
buy low and sell high world. There are just players that live in both categories, but he has been on the sell list for multiple weeks. If you drafted him, you have a different commitment level to him, a different entry point investment that you needed to flip before you got to this point. You still could trade him in a package deal. You could maybe get rid of Gibson and Debo together for one better player that might be slightly better than Debo. Think DK Metcalf, think Justin Jefferson, think Hopkins, Stefan Diggs, any one of those players using Gibson and Debo, Gibson and Lockett, I would take in a heartbeat. Gibson, you are in the panic chamber, pal. And I don't know how he's getting out because without rest, his shin won't get better. And everyone keeps saying, well, is it shin splints? Does he have an actual fracture like Conor McGregor? We don't really know and no one really knows how the shin will respond when there's a fracture. It could be just where he's got soreness, his pain management, or it could be where the thing just freaking no one knows and people pretending to know don't know. You got to get out of Gibson while you can. It is what it is. We all liked him. He was exciting. The touchdown production is definitely what keeps him alive, and he's been doing it, and he's been somehow falling into the end zone. But as we said for weeks here on the show, turn him while you can. Turn him into something that is safer. Get out of this vehicle and into a safer one, even if you've got to overpay with a little bit of a, a side move. Like, here's Lockett and Gibson for DK Metcalf. Go after a guy that's also very doubted in DK Metcalf. That's the only way to get out of a, an Antonio Gibson. No one's giving you a player one for one that you're going to be happy with. And I still advise people to go buy him at rock bottom pricing. Like, hey, Eli Mitchell, who may not be the starter in San Fran in like two or three weeks, the way that, that Shanahan operates, Jeff Wilson coming back at some point. I'd give up Eli Mitchell for Gibson. Those are the kind of buy lows I like. Those are the kind of cost of entry point I'm in. Low risk medium to high reward but if you own gibson it's been panic time all year long why are you still holding him javante williams it's many it's time to panic i've been panicking since week one of the preseason no one knows when javante williams is gonna get into the lineup no one knows are we halfway panicked I guess you could say we're a little, we got one foot in the panic chamber when it comes to Javante because we want more, we want it now. This is about the point where we expected to get a full-time, full-go Javante Williams. So we are teeter-tottering on that. Okay, we paid for a Javante that would be in the lineup about right now. We hoped for it earlier, but we paid for it to happen now. Like some people drafted this guy in the fifth round. I'm one of them. We need this to happen soon to feel really good about the investment. But still, even if we're talking week 10, that's week 10, the bye week 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. You're talking about seven to eight weeks of Javante Williams as a full-time starter. You still get a thousand yards off of that time frame alone and five, six, seven touchdowns. I mean, it could happen. He looks electric every time he touches the football. Let me give you a stat. If you're saying, Smitty, give me some sign of hope. According to PFF, there's one running back, one running back that has three runs over 30 plus yards in the NFL, including Derrick Henry, including every player in the NFL. It's this man right here. Javante Williams. The numbers are there. The coaching support is not. He will, in my opinion, still be a league winner. So for right now, even though we're we're wondering, we're waiting, we're impatient, I'm getting impatient. Javante Williams, for now, you are safe, young man. You are safe. Austin Eckler, why am I... He had one bad game. Why are we talking about him being a potential panic chamber candidate or a sell-high 
What are we doing? What are we doing? And you might say, Smitty, those, those people are crazy. I'm getting a massive amount of text messages on my HeySmitty.com text line, which you can order at HeySmitty.com. It's out of control. What do we do with Austin Eckler? That's the new phrase, but they everyone says it very calmly. Like, hey, I'm not saying what do we do with them, Smitty, but I'm saying what do we, you know, what do we maybe do with them, Smitty? Like you're trying to subtly tell me you're not worried. Don't worry. Don't get mad at me, Smitty. Don't maybe take a lap, but I'm kind of worried. I'm kind of worried. Just a little bit worried. Why? Why are you worried? Get him out. No, no panic chamber. I'm not even talking about this one anymore. Stop asking me if you should sell out of Eckler. If you want to sell him because you need two players, I, I like it. Let's let's trade him off if you need to make a move and you can get a Aaron Jones and DK for Eckler and smaller player. Let's do it. I'm down for it. But if you're trading him away because you're panicking, take Austin Eckler, you're safe, pal. You are safe. Look, Darren Waller, I love Darren Waller. Darren Waller is a beast. But when you draft a tight end as early as this guy was getting drafted, you are going to be lacking at running back and wide receiver, potentially quarterback as well. You'll be chasing those positions all year long and especially during your draft. So I get it. You get a positional advantage. Smitty, haven't you ever played fantasy football? Everybody says you get a positional advantage if you draft Kelsey or Waller early. It's common sense, don't you know? What kind of moron do you think I am that I don't understand that concept? But when you go paying for a tight end in the second round or in the third round, especially with Kelsey in, in round two or in round one specifically, you are going to get your positional advantage. Congratulations. Now you're chasing running back. Now you're chasing wide receiver. And I venture to say anybody that drafted Waller early is hurting really bad at running back, especially if they were pretty thin already at running back going Waller early. If you got hit by by injury, you might not even have a viable running back two on your roster. The best move you can make if you're a Waller owner is to trade him away in a deal that gets you one of the remaining doubted wide receivers that are left that have top five to seven wide receiver appeal. Think Calvin Ridley. You get Calvin Ridley and another player. Maybe you get a Fournette. Maybe you get Javante Williams in hopes that he becomes what we believe he can become. And you're able to also get a DK Metcalf. DK and Javante. Fournette and Ridley. Ridley's already had his bye week. Waller straight up for Kyler Murray. Waller for Herbert and somebody. And we'll talk about Herbert next. I'm in panic chamber mode with Waller. Not that I feel like he's going to bust, but people that have him and that are holding on to him are losing trade value by the day. If you can't get enough for him in a trade right now, hold. Hope he has a big week in week seven. Trade him going into the week eight bye. Don't make a, a knee-jerk reaction now because you see my video and I'm panicking. But if you own Waller, every week you get into the fantasy season and you're holding on to Waller and you're not winning, you're missing an opportunity of gaining that player back, especially like Ridley, who's already had his bye week. You're going to have a string of players this week going through their bye. Trade him walking into next week if you need to make a move. Waller, you're kind of in the panic chamber because you are struggling, and, and it's a tough spot to be in to own Waller if you drafted Waller. The disadvantage you're at in other areas of your team. Panic chamber. Okay, let's get these chargers out of the way. Look, 
This is about as ridiculous as the Mahomes doubt. I'm getting so many people on my text line asking me about Herbert, why they shouldn't be panicked about him. The dude dropped fire the week before. Herbert's the goat. He'll punch you in the throat. We talk about it all the time. Why is anybody panicking on Herbert? Go buy him. He's not in the panic chamber. He is the furthest thing from it. You are safe, pal. You are safe. Go buy Herbert now if you lost russell wilson you're struggling at quarterback whatever the case may be he is cheaper now than he will be the rest of the year and what do i tell you when a guy has a slump and people freak out you you have one shot mom spaghetti you have don't they know i'm live streaming right now ziggy show me the front door oh miss smitty's bringing in groceries okay ziggy off mom spaghetti one shot don't miss your chance to blow because once a player slumps and then comes back you recognize it as a roller coaster ride okay now if he slumps again no one's gonna freak out they're gonna go he does this he does this he'll he'll once in a while have a bad game but he bounced back last time your buy low opportunity is gone take advantage now before he bounces back herbert's the goat you know he'll punch you in the throat the same thing with mike williams what are we talking about here he just dropped fire the week before now everybody's freaking out again in the throne league in the fantasy football throne league that i do he got traded for t higgins and david johnson in the fantasy football throne league where apparently thousands of, of followers voted for that owner to make this trade. That's how the concept goes on the throne where the followers make the call on trade or draft. But apparently the communities must have agreed and an entire community said, we'll take David Johnson and T Higgins for Mike Williams. What are we talking about here? Are we, are we really here? Are we really here? After one week, he already did this. And this contradicts what I just said, where when a player goes down, comes back and goes down, people don't buy that that second dip is a trend or a a concern they view it as a roller coaster ride but apparently not with mike williams it's not applying people are still freaking out then i hear the next week people complain when mike williams bounces back smitty you keep talking about how you said mike williams was doubted he wasn't doubted stop trying to pretend you're calling mike williams every other week no i'm telling you the mike williams doubt is out of control he's nowhere near panic chamber material mike williams you are safe you are safe so is Keenan Allen. Even though we're worried or wondering where his production is, he's fine. And at the cost of trading for him, not panicked whatsoever. Going and getting him. You are safe. Dak Prescott, I mean, we're not panicked. We're worried. We're concerned. We don't want CD Lamb to lose his quarterback, but we're not panicked. We're worried. We're hopeful. The bye week came at a great time. Dak, I'm not panicked yet. You are safe. Now, Amari Cooper, on the other hand, after week one. Smitty, I told you Lamb was not the wide receiver one, even though Cooper and Lamb both exploded. Amari Cooper's the wide receiver one. In fact, he's a top five wide receiver, Smitty. Amari, kind of like Chris Carson, has so much upside, but always ends up disappointing you in the end. And I'm not saying I don't go get him at a low value. I actually like buying low on Amari. People freaking out about Amari. But... He is 100% in the panic chamber right now. It's CeeDee Lamb's team. He's still getting to know his quarterback. CeeDee Lamb is going to get better and better and better. Amari Cooper is going to have big games. It wouldn't shock me if his next game was a huge game. Then I'd maybe sell high, though. But we're worried about Amari Cooper maintaining the value and expectation that everybody in week one seemed to love a lot. We loved him a lot. Panic time. Of course, Barkley 
is in the panic chamber. Are you out of your mind? We don't know how his body will respond to the time off. We don't know if the compensation of this ankle injury, which he couldn't possibly be over yet, how that's going to affect the healing process of the ACL, which he's not even close to being 100% on. People say, oh, he looks fine. He's doing great. You still get swelling every week. You have time off for maintenance reasons all week long, all season long coming out of an ACL injury. Now, maybe the ankle helps the ACL swelling go down. It could be a blessing in disguise in some ways, but I'm still very panicked and I'm not I'm not buying him. People aren't selling him all that cheap, so I'm not going to necessarily buy him. If someone sold him at very, very rock bottom pricing, I, I'd take him. I'd probably turn him though. I'd probably trade him later, but I'm certainly not excited if I own him because I feel like it's going to be hard for him to produce running back one numbers all year long. I think it's going to be hard for him to stay healthy. It's just, it's plain panic time. There's upside, but it's panic time. Ridley... He just had his bye. I still think he's got top five wide receiver potential, and he's already had his bye week. Go trade for him now. I'm not worried at all. You are safe, Ridley. You are safe. He's one of the better trade for now players in fantasy football. Aaron Jones, go get him right now. People are panicking on him. Is he panic chamber material? No. I know A.J. Dillon's doing well. I know A.J. Dillon is a beast. A.J. Dillon is on my bolt predictions for a reason. He can win a league. He's a sleeping giant. If A.J. Dillon gets awoken, he will win people fantasy football championships. It doesn't mean I don't like Aaron Jones. It doesn't mean I'm not rooting for Aaron Jones to stay on the field. It means I love the offense. It means I love what the offense does for one running back. Or two, A.J. Dillon is getting work good enough to be flex worthy. Doesn't mean I don't like Aaron Jones. Doesn't mean Aaron Jones, who is touchdown dependent, won't continue to get touchdowns. The way Aaron Rodgers operates the offense, the way Aaron Rodgers leans on Aaron Jones, I have little doubt that Aaron Jones, if healthy and on the field, will produce top five running back numbers. He's the only running back in fantasy football you can buy well outside of top five running back numbers because of the the weird doubt people have about him and 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 dylan he's the only guy you can go get well below top five running back numbers that is a top five running back in my mind so aaron jones for that reason and a lot of the other reasons you are safe you are safe Chris carson of course he's in the panic chamber we don't even know if this guy's gonna ever come back if you can trade him away with a Debo to get one slightly better player, him and Carson together to get one better player, Cordero Patterson and Carson, you name it. If you can get me one better player, I will use him as an add-in to get that better player, to get that safer vehicle and to travel into the remaining weeks. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, panic time. He He's already living in the panic chamber, right? I think he's kind of potentially getting his way out for now we'll leave him in there we're not going to put him in there uh you're in the panic chamber pal you've been there what do we do though do we go get him do we hold him if we own him if you've got chuba hubbard your best moves to hold and wait unless you can get like a swift and a hopkins an aaron jones and a dk like something crazy definitely try Unless you get something like that, hold if you've got Chuba and Christian McCaffrey. If you don't have CMC, try giving away a Gibson and a wide receiver. Try giving away a Mike Williams straight up if you can afford to do that. And you've got Callaway on your bench that can tide you over for a couple weeks. There are crafty ways to both go get Christian McCaffrey and crafty ways to hold him and still survive. 
Of course, we're worried about Nick Chubb. We're worried about Kareem Hunt as well. In fact, we'll put both of them on the screen here. Hunt, you're in the panic chamber, of course. And Nick Chubb, you are in the panic chamber as well. Why? Because Nick Chubb is already a worry. A guy I've had concern about for years now, staying healthy. One of the most gruesome knee injuries in college football history. Always banged up, does all of his work up the gut. Most aggressive runner in the league. And now he's going to miss his second game, and we don't really know when he's going to return. Will the calf injury lead to a, another knee injury due to compensation? Will Kareem Hunt get back to form ever? Panic, panic, panic around both of these guys. You guys are both living in the panic chamber until further notice. Now, would I buy Nick Chubb on the low? I mean, shoot an idea at me in the comments and I'll let you know. Am I trying to trade him away on the hope that a, that a buyer is going to assume, okay, he's only going to miss one week. I'm going to buy him now. Yeah, I would sell Nick Chubb if I could. Some of the best ways to get out of Chubb and Hunt would be to go across position because someone might buy a running back one for one in that, in that situation. No one's going to trade a running back for a hurt Chubb, but people might buy a hurt running back for a, a wide receiver like Calvin Ridley. Ridley and Fournette for Chubb, I might do that. Hopkins for Chubb straight up, I would do that. Justin Jefferson straight up for Chubb, I would do that. Hill or Adams, of course I would do that. Any of the top five or six wide receivers, I would take straight up for Chubb just to get into a safer situation that will help guide me into my playoffs. Doesn't mean I hate Chubb, doesn't mean I doubt him when he's on the field, but I do doubt that he'll stay on the field. But if they rush him back and they're not this week, but if they do the following contest, he could re-injure the calf and be out for multiple weeks and potentially suffer like a season long tear so it's really critical that he's fully healthy when he returns because if he isn't he will probably get hurt again same thing goes for for cream hunt both of them with injured calves what's going on with calves right now what's up with calf injuries in the nfl am i right am i right calf calf injuries are the new acl Get all my content at smitty1.com. Make sure you get my text line at heysmitty.com and join me every Tuesday and Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern here on the channel. We are live every Tuesday and Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern and then midnight every Friday and Saturday Eastern time. Now go get week seven. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, Smitty!